Experience a full mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also a best selling author, a success coach, a frequent speaker at Harvard, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Thanks for uh, your continued support of this show. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the feedback we get with ideas for shows as well. So I'm always wanting to bring you value. So if you've got questions, comments, just let me know. Uh, it is my duty and responsibility to you know, bring you value in a way that enhances your life. And as you know as well, the purpose of the show is to get you thinking about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to change your life for the better. So this show, Mind Over Matters, is going to challenge you to think differently about how the day-to-day healthy relationships, the healthier relationships can be improved, your overall physical health, certainly your mental health, your financial health, by taking a really holistic view of your life and then determining where you can make some small but strategic changes and then just let those changes compound over time. Okay. You know, I like to say little things in a, in, in, in a great way, you know, um, add up, you know, little things in a great way every day and they make for a great life too. So welcome to the show. I want to be talking about health and burnout, burnout specifically in the workplace. I mean, there's so much strife now, um, post pandemic, you know, we've got quiet quitting, we've got, you know, quiet firing, we've we've got the, the battle between working on site and remotely. You know, there's so much burnout at work. And the question becomes, are you working hard or hardly working? Or maybe even both, right? I mean, it's 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 no secret the atmosphere of the workplace has changed dramatically in recent times. You know, um, I, I'm reminded back to the exploitative practices of the Industrial Revolution, right? And then, you know, significant changes coming through legislation. Um, historically, work has been defined as a place where a person could find fulfillment through a job, you know, which was rewarding and paid a fair wage, right? But this definition has definitely changed, you know, so much in recent years that, uh, you know, again, you know, there, there's a focus on job safety, there's a focus on job satisfaction, certainly, you know, value and meeting and purpose play a vital role in what we do, right? And, and ideally, we should be able to find value and meaning, purpose and satisfaction in our jobs, right? But there's so much, you know, stress now, what we call progressive occupational stress, that's leading to burnout. And it's become a painful reality for many people. I mean, you know, I still see clients who take pride in working 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And that is a recipe for disaster mentally, physically, emotionally, certainly the quality of work typically is awful, right? Not everybody, but it's become a painful reality for many people that, you know, burnout is here. It's especially true during times 
you know, of high unemployment or high inflation, like, you know, we are still currently experiencing, you know, and especially, you know, when people are unemployed, we saw a lot of that in early pandemic, you know, uh, where, where the people who kept their jobs were expected to carry the load of the people who were no longer with the company, right? And again, conflicts with working offsite, onsite, are the people that working remotely, are they being as productive. I know a lot of people that work remotely that are more productive now than when they were on site. And I certainly know a lot more people who work remotely that are nowhere near as productive, you know, uh, as they were when they were working on site. But the truth is the incidence of job burnout has become increasingly widespread. Again, we're seeing a lot of quiet quitting, right? Corporations are merging interests of stockholders, you know, come to predominate business policies. Again, jobs are eliminated or combined because of tech innovations. And we're seeing a lot of that now with AI, right? You know, I know here at the office, we're trying to use some automated, uh, you know, messaging things for, you know, campaigns. But, but you know, as much as AI, you know, is, is really, you know, coming to be I guess, a resource that needs to be understood and, you know, maybe even harnessed, but certainly understood and leveraged, you know, uh, a lot of people are finding that threatening, right? They, they worry, is my job going to be eliminated? Okay. And then production moves still, you know, overseas, there's still so much outsourcing. And you know, the, 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 there are pros and cons of that, right? You know, one of the major pros of outsourcing things overseas is, hey, guess what? people of other countries get to experience, you know, growing economies and, and have a good chance at, you know, making, you know, a living wage, right? And, and building, you know, the financial resources, the infrastructure work resources as those countries. Uh, downside is some of the people's jobs here get eliminated. So there are pros and cons, you know, of everything. Um, and again, downsizing has become more frequent, right? Where sometimes, Employees are expected to do more work for less, right? So many people are working a lot longer hours as well, taking on more responsibilities just to quote unquote, stay in place, especially now with, you know, you know, inflation and interest rates where they are, you know, where one income used to support a family. Now it usually takes two and sometimes it takes, you know, one or two people working some gig you know, uh, opportunities to make ends meet. This all has a major impact on the dynamics of, of work and your physical health and your mental health, as well as, you know, raising a family, right? So all of these factors are, are you know, come into play when we're talking about job stress. And job stress really is the result of overload on our senses and on our inability to complete tasks. Right. How many more people do you know that's, you know, are saying, oh, I wonder if I've got ADD or ADHD because I, I just can't seem to be, you know, focused. I can't stay focused or on task or uh, I'm so distracted now. And I know screens play a huge part of that, but we're presented with more demands, more information, more stimuli and an intensity than we can take in and process. And the end result of prolonged exposure to the stress and the stimuli oftentimes is job burnout. So we progressively shut down under the demands placed on us from the outside world, sometimes 
placed on us from, you know, uh, our own selves, right? People with a strong work ethic, you know, like myself or people who own businesses, right? Mm, rarely is somebody, you know, a business owner in a position where they're not working, you know, all the time, right? So, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of stress and pressure and demands placed on us. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's often those who show the most promise at the beginning of their careers who later succumb to work burnout. They're, they're idealists, they're perfectionists, they're workaholics. And, you know, I trust me, I, I wouldn't define myself as a workaholic, but for decades, you know, I would work, you know, pretty long hours, and you know, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., 9 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m., and that's just, you know, seeing clients. I've, I've since changed that to create better balance in my health following a health crisis many, many years ago. But, you know, that is not uncommon. You know, they're, they're high achievers who have high energy levels and positive attitudes initially. They're people who are dedicated to the work and committed to doing well continuously. So needless to say, more work gets shunted their way, right? You've got the 80-20 rule where 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. Over time, however, the difficulty, you know, in setting priorities and putting our lives into balance, we're more prone to suffer from burnout, right? We feel we can't keep up with everything we have to do. Not only is our work intense, but we also have to manage to participate in family life, keep up with friends, complete our normal chores of everyday living. You know, the list goes on and on. So on this show, I want to be talking about some common signs of job burnout and what you can do to turn it all around. Okay, so we're going to get real and we're going to get practical and we're going to turn it around. Stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function. The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. Book an appointment today. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, Chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. 
everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. You're listening to Staying Healthy at Work. I know it doesn't sound exciting, but it's absolutely imperative that you stay healthy, period, at work and outside of work. So if you missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast at this great station, or you can check us out online. It's www.thecifhw.com. You can check it out on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW. Hey, I want to thank you for liking us and following us on our social media pages. Um, and uh, it is our commitment to bring you value all the time, right? We, we need to be a force for good in the world. And so hopefully uh, you feel the same that we're bringing you good value. Um, I want to invite you to send me questions or comments about this show or any show. If you've got ideas for a new show, please email me directly. That email address is healthandwellness at thecifhw.com. Again, healthandwellness, all spelled out, at thecifhw.com. And then finally, I want to invite you to pick up a copy of my best-selling book, LifeWorks, An Integrative Approach to Health and Happiness. I want to thank all of you who have purchased a copy of my book, especially the paperback, because 100% of all those royalties go to support nonprofit organizations. So really that's you supporting those nonprofits. Meals on Wheels, Greater Northern uh, Food Depository, uh, Greater Chicago Food Depository, the local food pantries here in and around Bloomingdale, Western DuPage Special Recreation Association, uh, Shriners Hospital, St. Jude's Hospital, um, uh, ASPCA, um, Saving Animals in Need, Michigan Doodle Rescue Connect. These are just a handful of the charitable organizations, uh, Wounded Warriors, one of my favorites, that we support on a regular basis. We are determined to give back. And so 100% of those royalties uh, from book sales uh, go to support those nonprofits. You can check it out online on Amazon. It's uh, LifeWorks, an integrative approach to health and happiness. Again, you can get it in the Kindle version or the paperback version. I'm gonna encourage you to get the paperback version so those nonprofits get uh, uh, more of your contribution. All right, speaking of contribution, it's my goal to make a contribution to you, my listener, in, in providing value and, and things that you can do, again, on a practical basis to live a healthier and happier life. And for most of us, work is a still still a primary source of, you know, obviously income, but satisfaction and or responsibility and oftentimes stress, right? If there's one thing that I think about all the time. I'm thinking about how grateful I am, thinking about my family, and I'm thinking about work. So work is central to our lives. It's, 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 it's one area for most people that, that makes someone feel on, pur- on purpose, right? And ideally, it should bring you a sense of satisfaction. But job burnout is a reality, right? Again, a lot of times people feel that they can't keep up with all the moving parts, right? You know, not only is work intense, but there's those demands to participate in family life for your marriage. Keep up with your friends, take care of the normal day-to-days, right? Whether it's laundry or making dinner. And often we feel a decreased ability to set limits on various demands, especially women. Women are notorious at having poor boundaries and saying yes to everything and then, you know, feeling guilt when you have to say no. Um, But we see this certainly in men too, right? You know, People want to get things done. 
So, so when we begin to feel a vague sense of, you know, just not caring so much about work or maybe anything anymore, you know, you know, there's, we tend to feel overwhelmed and then we tend to retreat, but that's when you should be questioning, Hey, what do I need to do to realign my, my values? What do I need to do to set some healthy boundaries in place for myself? What do I need to do to, you know, set some healthy boundaries in place so I can still take care of my family, my employer, you know, spend time with my friends. Uh, I, I, I'm very, very blessed here to work with a very talented group of uh, individuals at the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. And, you know, I was just talking to our patient engagement specialist and we we're talking about switching around some hours. And she said, she, you know, reminded me and, and demonstrated some really, really good boundaries for herself. She's like, hey, you know, I want to make sure that I'm working within my allotted hours. And I still have to make sure that I'm able to take care of myself and take care of my family. I, you know, I can't be working, you know, all the time. Uh, so, you know, I said, you know, I totally get that. And I respect that. I want to make sure that you're in a position where you're able to have the resources you need to take care of the work and take care of the patients, but that you also have the resources you need to take care of your health and your family. Right. So, but, you know, interesting to note that burnout often starts with a feeling of fatigue. It could be physical fatigue. It could be mental. It could be emotional, you know, and then notice that that fatigue, you know, starts to last longer and longer, maybe weekends, maybe holidays, you know, weekends, holidays, and vacations are customary diversions. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, but, you know, now, for some of us, they just don't give us a sense of renewal any longer. And if you're noticing that you're taking weekends, holidays, and vacations, and you're not feeling renewed or energized, it could be a sign, you know, that you're starting to experience some job burnout. You know, certainly when we start to withdraw from coworkers and supervisors, that's a big tip off. Maybe we aren't as attentive to our responsibilities. You know, we may see increased substance abuse, right? I know a lot of, you know, uh, you know, uh, rosé, all day rosé is popular right now, but what does that tell you about burnout, right? When people start, you know, drinking more, when they start using more drugs, when they start, you know, relying more on tobacco, when there's changes in our appetite or sleep disturbance, or even the onset of physical or emotional health problems, right? Maybe, you know, you're someone that arrives late and leaves early. Well, guess what? Those are clues of burnout, right? A lot of people may become increasingly angry or hostile and depressed. In severe burnout, you know, we may even experience a feeling of disconnection and complete loss of interest in our job, you know, as well as, you know, often, you know, uh, taking a hit in self-esteem because self-esteem suffers if you're someone, you know, who you, you know, you consider yourself to have a great work ethic and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, dreading work or you're not getting your work done or you recognize that, you know, it's not done to the same level of excellence as you're used to, right? That's going to be a blow to your self-esteem as well. You know, as our feelings about work become totally negative, you know, a lot of times people start to, you know, uh, become absent a lot. That can become a problem for both the individual as well as the organization, right? You know, and many people are only partially aware, however, of the erosive impact that job burnout has on our lives 
since most people tend to ignore chronic and progressive stress. And again, there are still people that like see stress as a badge of honor. And, you know, that's just, you know, a recipe for burnout. Okay. It has nothing to do with, you know, ego. It could do, you know, with a lack of self-awareness, but, you know, chronic overwhelm and stress isn't something to be bragging about. It's, it's not a badge of honor. It's a, it's a, it's a warning sign. And guess what? It's affecting, you know, everybody in your atmosphere, right? Could be your partner, your husband, your wife, you know, your coworkers, your family. If you're not at your best, how can you give your best? Okay. Again, many people are only partially aware of the impact that job burnout has on their lives since they tend to ignore that chronic and progressive stress. You know, we often feel that we can and must continue to persevere in overload mode, but that's like driving, you know, your car, you know, uh, the RPMs in the red, you know, redlining it all the time. You're just going to burn out at your engine. Okay. Especially, again, especially considering our cumulative heroic effects through the relentless stress and the inability to cope with the demands of the job, you know, which lead to, to burnout. And we saw that, you know, through the early part of the debt pandemic. I think we're still seeing that now, right? So we want to be aware of, you know, some common signs of job burnout. You know, I touched on some of them briefly, but there's interpersonal problems, there's emotional fatigue, there's low productivity. You know, um, and we'll talk more about these at length, you know, addictive resolutions, health problems, you know, reduced intensity in your life, right? Um, mental health problems. So when we come back, I'm going to take a much deeper dive into some of these common signs of job burnout because I want you to be able to persevere, but I also want you to thrive at work and outside of work. So stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon. A complete solution for your joint pain is here and without surgery. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damage, restoring normal function, even walk out the same day. It's the only treatment center in Illinois offering a one-year guarantee for this procedure. Trust the thousands of patients who got their life back. Call us today or visit thecifhw.com. everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also an author, uh, speaker, as well as the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness in Bloomingdale, Illinois. If we can help with your health and wellness, give us a call, 630 630- 980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. We've got a remarkable team here of experts and support staff. Um, we focus on transforming lives through restoring health. That is our mission and our vision. And so we're, we're always, you know, uh, humbled when you give us the opportunity to be your partner in your health and wellness journey. 630-980-1400. We do see patients in person by video visit, as well as telehealth. All right, so if you missed any of the show, if you're dealing with job burnout, we've got some great therapists here that can help with that. Certainly we've got some great physicians here that can help your body recover. But it's important to recognize some of the common signs of job burnout. 
And again, if you've missed any of this show, you can catch a replay on this great station, or you can check it out on our website. It's thecifhw.com. Again, thecifhw.com. We like to post a replay on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW. And again, if you've got questions about job burnout or if you're you know, dealing with some other issues and you're not sure if you need a second opinion, um, or even you know, if you've got an idea for a show, give us, a, give us a, a jingle or send us an email. That email address is healthandwellness at the CIFHW.com. So let's talk about some of these common signs of job burnout. We touched on them briefly in previous segments, but I want to take a deeper dive because a lot of times people don't recognize the signs and symptoms of job burnout. So the first area I want to talk about is interpersonal problems. You know, when we feel drained emotionally at work, it becomes more difficult to deal with other people, right? Because we're spending, you know, our resources just trying to deal with work. You know, when expected conflicts occur, we may overreact with an emotional outburst or even, you know, increased aggression or hostility. We may also start to isolate ourselves from other people, right? That's kind of a big tip off. When we send out messages in our behavior that we're not as present or as available to others as we've been in the past, that's a red flag, right? We might experience a decreased desire to socialize or pursue our usual activities outside of work. Guess what? Big tip off for depression and anxiety, not just job burnout, but interpersonal problems are, are definitely a sign of, of work-related stress and job burnout, especially if you're someone that you know, typically is, you know, gregarious or maybe not gregarious, but even just outgoing or sociable at work. If you're noticing that you're much more reactive, you know, at the workplace or outside of the workplace, it could be that you're experiencing some job-related, you know, uh, signs and symptoms of, of burnout. Okay. Then, of course, we've got emotional fatigue, right? It's common to feel dissatisfied, angry, and frustrated or depressed from time to time. Um, but if you're noticing you're having those, those, those emotions, those thoughts, you know, more days than not over a period of two weeks, that's a clinical depression. It could be clinical anxiety disorder, right? But emotional fatigue is a really, really big tip off, right? When we're caught in the burnout cycle, however, these negative emotions become our predominant reactions, right? We express these feelings even when the situation doesn't merit a negative response, just really hypersensitive. And in more serious instances, Severe mood problems such as mood swings or even destructive thoughts may become evident, okay? So keep an eye out on those. Maintaining oneself throughout the day becomes tiring, right? If you're someone that you're used to having good energy or even you're a high energy person and now you just feel drained throughout the day physically, that's a sign of emotional fatigue, you know, that's, that's manifesting physically. Um, again, maintaining your emotional composure right? Maybe we lose our feeling of satisfaction on the job and the ability to face challenges with a positive attitude. You know, we may eventually experience uh, what's called emotional numbness and have difficulty feeling much of anything. Guess what? Those are big red flags. And, and then at the very least, they're your orange caution flags, right? So you got to pay attention to emotional fatigue. 
You know, one of the things that we're so good at doing here at the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness is taking that holistic approach. You know, when a, a client or patient comes to see us, for example, for job stress or burnout, we're going to ask specifically, you know, what are you doing to take care of your physical body? You know, what are the signs and symptoms you may be experiencing physically? And if there's, you know, a need for a referral to another practitioner inside the, the office, we're going to say, you know what, maybe you should see our, you know, MD. Let's do some basic blood work or let's do a comprehensive panel to see, you know, if they're, you know, if your job related stress is really manifesting in your body too, or vice versa, you know. Um, but really know that nothing in our body or mind happens independently. So if you're experiencing emotional fatigue, there's a really, really good likelihood that it's going to manifest in some physical symptoms too. I'll give an example. When I'm dealing with an overload of, of stress, it could be work stress. It could be interpersonal stress. You know, I will start to notice some, some, some pain in the left side of my, you know, shoulder kind of radiating down you know, into my arm. And that is my body's tip off of saying, hey, Dr. Amy, wow, you need to evaluate, you know, the stressors right now and uh, make some strategic shifts, right? Because, you know, if there's mental or emotional overwhelm, for most people, there's going to be a physical component too. Then you've got the work-related impact, low productivity, right? During the burnout phase, it's common for us to experience boredom with the job and a loss of enthusiasm for our projects. How many of you right now, you know, that, that maybe work using a computer, find yourself drifting and, uh, and going on to Amazon or checking Facebook or Insta or TikTok or TikTok rather, you know, uh, speaking of TikToks, you know, that reminds me of a commercial related to job burnout, but you know, I can move, you know, talk about that in another segment if we have time. But 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 that's a sure sign. Either you've got one, you're not a really good employee, or two, maybe you're experiencing some job-related burnout because now you're not as productive as you once were. You're you're now spending your time distracted and and and, and online doing anything and everything other than work. And you know what? That generally doesn't feel good. You know, when someone's being honest with themselves. Most people like to feel like they're making a difference. So if, if you're experiencing low productivity, that is, you know, or bored with your job, you know, uh, you know, maybe you're feeling disillusioned at work or maybe even cynical and you know that's not you, it could be a sign of job burnout. You know, we may find it difficult to stay present or to keep up with our work demands, right? Maybe we drive ourselves to go on and on as tired and pessimistic as we may be. Others may see the symptoms earlier than we can. Do you ever, you know, notice somebody at work dealing with uh, increased stress and burnout and now they're being more distracted or, you know, maybe you've asked them to follow up on something and they're like, oh, shoot, I totally forgot. That could be a sign of overwhelm and burnout, right? Or maybe they're usually pretty optimistic, but now you see them just complaining a lot more. Because, um, again, a lot of times other people see the symptoms, you know, uh, earlier uh, than the, the, the person experiencing the burnout. Coworkers may notice a change in work habits or the quantity or the quality of the work, you know, is diminishing. Um, our primary relationships may suffer, right? You know, our, our, our partner, our wife, our husband, maybe our favorite coworker. Our friends may complain about our lack of availability emotionally. 
these are all signs, right? Um, and there are many stressors on the job that may contribute to burnout. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about some, you know, stressors on the job that contribute to burnout. And then I want to, I want you to, you know, kind of do a self inventory or a self assessment and see if you can relate to any of these. Cause if they, if you, you know, notice that, yeah, I can totally relate to that or wow, that's totally me. Then there's, you know, some changes that you, you, you're well advised to make it work to reverse that burnout cycle. Okay. So you're listening to Mind Over Matters. Today's show, staying healthy at work. Are you working hard or hardly working or both? When we come back, we're going to dive into the many stressors on the job. Stick around. you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working, or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take, we can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, Chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. <laughs> Welcome back to that funky beat and the show, Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris. Now, I want to thank you for tuning in every week. I really appreciate it. Uh, it, it means the world to me that you value the show. Uh, it tells me I'm on, I'm on track and I'm making a difference, and that's humbling. If you missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at thecifhw.com. Again, the cifhw.com. You can also check out a replay link on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW. I want to thank you for liking and following us on uh, social media. I'm going to invite you to share the content if you found it valuable. And uh, also, if you've got questions or comments about today's show, or if you've got ideas for a future show, uh, please let me know. You can send me an email directly. That email address is healthandwellness at thecifhw.com. Again, healthandwellness at thecifhw.com. Hey, well, if you are dealing with some health and wellness issues, I invite you to give us a call to schedule an appointment. We are accepting new patients. That number is 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. We 
specialize in turning around chronic conditions, whether it's a, a recurrent depression or anxiety, maybe you've been dealing with post-traumatic stress for a while, maybe you're dealing with a chronic autoimmune condition or joint pain or neuropathy. Our sweet spot is reversing chronic conditions because we focus on getting to the root cause and then getting you set up on a treatment plan that's integrative, holistic, and whenever possible without drugs or surgery. So again, give us a call, 630-980-1400, if we can help enhance your quality of life, your health and wellness, or if you're just looking for a second opinion. All right, speaking of health and wellness, you have to mind your health and wellness on the job as well as off the job. So today's show, Staying Healthy at Work, Are You Working Hard or Hardly Working or Both, is meant to put you in a position of being educated and empowered to understand the signs and symptoms of job stress and job burnout, as well as what you can do to turn it around. You know, we talked about some common signs of job burnout, interpersonal problems, emotional fatigue, low productivity, uh, physical problems, right? And there are a lot of stressors on the job that can contribute to burnout. So I want to just go over some of them, you know, in, in a little bit more detail, because there are some common sources of job related stress. The first one is work overload, right? How many, you know, of you can relate to feeling overloaded at work, right? If that is, you know, there's a difference between like short term, gosh, I feel like I've got a lot on my plate right now, versus this being, you know, more of a consistent issue. If it's a consistent issue, I would encourage you to talk to your, to your manager or supervisor about um, repositioning your workload and maybe leveraging other people in the workplace to help you out, right? Because that's a sure sign that if that continues, it's going to lead to burnout. Okay. So work overload is a common, you know, source of job related stress. Um, how many of you can identify with work with high emotional intensity, right? We see a lot of this in, in healthcare, you know, certainly we're, you know, we've moved through the pandemic and, uh, but we saw a lot of job burnout for healthcare providers. Therapists are, you know, notoriously prone to, you know, working with high emotional intensity. Even, you know, our therapy dogs, Dr. Lucy and Dr. Sutton, you know, they, they're wiped out at the end of the day and they're, they're so emotionally, you know, intuitive and they're on their A game here at work. They come in a couple of days a week, but, but, you know, it's a high emotional intensity environment here and they're wiped out. So working with high emotional intensity, which we see a lot, you know, maybe, you know, in healthcare, but certainly other professions, that is a common source of job stress and it often leads to burnout. Then you've got conflicting job demands, right? Um, I was talking to my wife earlier and our nephew, whom we're very proud of, just got a new gig working for, you know, uh, an up and coming pop star. But the job description was very, very vague. Hey, we want you to head up our creatives, you know, and we're going to let you take the lead on that and determine, you know, what you think is creative. So conflicting job demands or ambiguous job demands, right? Especially, you know, if the demands of your job are changing all the time, it's like a moving target. Guess what? That's going to be overwhelming, you know, and it puts you in a position where one, you might not be able to keep up Two, you might burn out. So conflicting job demands are a big deal. How about a lack of sufficient acknowledgement or support and reward, right? 
all of us, all of us want to feel like we're valued. We all want to feel appreciated. And if you say that's not you, probably not true. Everybody wants to feel important. But if you're working someplace where you don't feel like your efforts, you know, or your 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 personhood is acknowledged and respected, you know, that can lead to job burnout. And certainly, if there's not support. And, and adequate reward, especially if you're one of those people that, you know, you're the, you know, the 20 percenters that are doing 80% of the work, you know, you should be sufficiently rewarded. You know, a, another common sign is when there's no clear endpoint to one's efforts. It's like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to finish this project? Or, you know, I thought I had finished it. Now, you know, so-and-so is having me go back and, you know, revise it. That's a lot to keep up with. No clear endpoint to one's efforts high interpersonal conflict. We see this a lot in high stress jobs like, you know, uh, police departments, for example. Um, we see it a lot of times in, you know, um, shift related work where, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over again, or maybe it's just a hostile or toxic work environment that can certainly lead, you know, to more interpersonal conflict excessive bureaucracy, right? Too much paperwork from higher ups um, or, you know, not feeling like, you know, again, your work is valued or not feeling heard. I hear this a lot from my, my clients. It's like, I feel like I'm telling my, my boss over and over again what I need, you know, to get my job done, but it just falls on deaf ears, you know, or, you know, um, my wife works, you know, for the government, you know, she's in, in the service and talk about bureaucracy man that's tough a lot of times there are value clashes between the individual and organization that can lead to stress and burnout you know um it can lead to physical symptoms right so it, it could be nervous tics it could be gi problems sleep problems are common ranging from restless fitful sleep to nightmares Waking up early with work on your mind is the first thing in the morning or dreading the upcoming day's work demands or how about, you know, the Sunday night syndrome, right? Sunday night rolls around and you're like, gosh, I can't even enjoy my Sunday because I'm, I'm too busy thinking about going to work tomorrow on Monday, right? So a lot of things can happen. So even addictive resolutions, right? We talked about low productivity, emotional fatigue, interpersonal problems, but you know, addiction, the rates of addiction are dramatically increasing too, as we see, you know, more recreational drugs being, you know, legalized. And, um, and, and generally I'm a fan of that because most people are responsible, you know, whether they're having a cocktail or, you know, uh, they're having some, you know, um, edibles, most people are pretty responsible, but if you're experiencing increased stress and job stress, you're putting yourself at a higher risk of addictive behaviors. We're still seeing that with the opioid crisis. Now more than ever before, doctors are dealing out opioids like they're candy, right? So um, good meaning people burn out at work or maybe they've injured themselves on the job and now they're on a, you know, uh, an opioid, opioid, you know, to cope with the chronic stress of the job or the chronic pain, right? A lot of people resort to substance abuse. Even an increased intake of caffeine on the job is common, along with nicotine addiction and the use of, you know, again, legal drugs such as prescription medication and or alcohol. Some people even resort to illegal drug use to cope with job stress, right? 
Uh, normal activities such as television or computer use can also become addicting. More screen addiction now than at any other time in history, right? An increase or decrease ability to concentrate and harness your energy to produce the quality of work that you've used to in the past, right? You may begin to question whether your work is meaningful. And then to compound things, we find it difficult to see how things can change. And maybe, you know, we even feel helpless about finding a solution. Then there's, again, health and problems, right? So all of these things compound. When we come back, I'm going to be telling, what you can, telling you what to do to prevent burnout. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function. The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. Book an appointment today. Everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuon. You're listening to our show today titled Staying Healthy at Work. Are you working hard or hardly working or both? We're talking about job stress and job burnout. So some common signs of job burnout, interpersonal problems, emotional fatigue, low productivity, right? Addictive resolutions, health problems, right? As our emotional reserves are depleted, the quality of our relationships deteriorate and our thoughts about work become more negative. We may begin to experience physical problems, right? Like I alluded to earlier, we may feel tired and run down. Some common physical symptoms include headaches, back pain, colds, insomnia, rashes, hives, chest pain, chest palpitations, right? So health problems, right? Um, I talked about, you know, one of my physical signs is, you know, neck and shoulder pain radiating through the arm when I'm overly stressed. And then you may reduce intensity in your life. What does that mean? Like examine those areas of your life that involve the most concentrated intensity and then work towards alleviating that pressure. So this can involve work as well as non-work tasks. For example, if your anxiety increases with certain areas of work, Maybe it's meetings, long hours, crunching numbers, etc. See if you can eliminate those tasks or take a new approach to them. And if you have to make dinner every night after a long day on the job, see if other arrangements can be made at least some of the time. Ask your partner if you've got a partner to help you out with this. Or maybe consider one of the pre-made meals. You know, I know um, I've been doing uh, clean eats for a while because uh, I still need to eat while my wife is away. Um, so consider whether you can make some changes. Question whether you really have to, you know, uh, you know, uh, put yourself in a position where, you know, you're cleaning. Maybe you have the resources to hire somebody to help you, right? But reduce the intensity in your life. Look at the demands you have on a day-to-day -day basis and see where you can shift responsibilities or eliminate responsibilities or minimize them. You know, uh, obsessive thinking about work is another common sign. Uh, during our non-working hours, work continues to be on our mind, even when we're physically involved in other pursuits, right? I know, you know, um, I be belong to a golf league, and a lot of times I'll find myself thinking about work when I'm golfing, and guess what? <laughs> guess what that does to my golf game? Um, a lot of times our usual spiritual, religious, or recreational practices, you know, will fail to sustain us in the face of what we deal with on a daily basis at work. 
We have a decreased ability to place our work into a larger and more meaningful context than maybe it deserves. Our thoughts, you know, uh, involve continuing focus on problems rather than on solutions. These are all signs of obsessive thinking. So what can you do then to prevent burnout at work? Because it's not an all or nothing thing. Rather, you know, think of it as a progressive wearing down, ranging from normal feelings of getting a little tired of your work to a state of complete exhaustion, boredom, disinterest. Most workers suffer from some of the symptoms of job stress, if not burnout from time to time, and that's not unusual. But with careful examination of what's contributing to our stress and attending to our needs for well-being, we can usually halt the wear down and regain our enthusiasm for work. I know that's that been a thing for me. Um, there was a time many years ago where I just wanted to switch professions altogether. You know, a lot of times we have to take an in-depth look at how we work and how we live in order to turn our stress into an opportunity for, for growth. Um, so here are some tips for preventing and recovering from job burnout. One, examine your denial. When we're exposed to stress over long periods of time, we tend to deny that there's a problem, right? You probably know someone like this. But the first step is learning to cope with job stress, or the first step to learning to cope with it, rather, is to listen to the wisdom of your body. You know, just admit and come to accept that you watch the news or TV every night, whether you're spending some quiet time with music or reading, maybe that's preferable. But examine your denial. If, if, you're, if you're, you know, tuning out of work, that's a big problem. Learn to pace yourself. Like everything else in nature, our bodies need uptime and they need downtime. Time to work, time to rest, time to play. We need moderation and balance. So, you know, we can work intensely for a while, but then we need to take a break, right? Maybe consider inserting some quiet and relaxing interludes into your daily routine at work even, right? Do your best to minimize worrying because worry solves very few problems, but it does increase our general anxiety, right? If you find yourself obsessing over your concerns or perhaps losing sleep in the process, maybe write them down, talk them over with a friend, come see us you know, for therapy, come up with a real solution to the problem and then take action and then let it go, okay? Then you've absolutely got to take care of your physical needs because when our bodies are run down, we're more susceptible to burnout, right? We're more susceptible to chronic conditions. Make sure you've got a nutritious diet, especially good breakfast, but avoid abusing yourself with rigid diets. When I say a good diet, I mean not a diet per se, like healthy proteins, healthy fats, right? Um, some, you know, uh, really good like vegetables. Avoid abusing yourself with rigid diets because diets don't fail. Try to get as much exercise as you realistically can. Avoid addictive substances and get plenty of sleep. And then nurture yourself more than others. Likely candidates for job burnouts are those who are more concerned about caring for the needs of others, moms typically, um, and women in general. Um, to the detriment of caring about their own needs, right? This is why nurses, doctors, teachers, and others in helping professions are prone to job burnout. Some people seek the approval of others by agreeing to take on enormous projects and working long hours. Please don't do that. You know, rather than, you know, nurturing others, you know, under stress, you know, identify the source of the stress and learn how you're reacting to them, okay? Um, avoid isolation. When we're burdened with constant job stress, dealing with other people is often the last thing we want to do. 
despite the fact that developing closeness and emotional intimacy with others is one of our most effective ways of buffering ourselves from pressure, closeness brings new insights and also decreases the negative effects of agitation and depression, right? So as your first response, try nurturing yourself. If you're drained all the time, we can help you. Learn to say no. Try delegating responsibilities to others rather than taking on the overload. And then finally, take a close look at what your work means to you. Try sorting through what's meaningful in your life and separate it from those things that are temporary and fleeting. Learn what's essential and what's non-essential at work, you know, and learn what's essential and non-essential for your happiness. Examine how your work can become a reflection of your essential self. And if it can't, consider ways to modify your current work or perhaps consider a new career altogether. So working with a trained therapist or a coach on those questions can open the door to a brand new way of life. It can bring you contentment, integrity, true satisfaction. It can help you prevent burnout. It can help you, you know, again, identify in your life, what are your values? What are your priorities? Are they aligned? Are they misaligned? Okay. And if you can relate to any of this, then, you know, it, it's time to, you know, take that close look at work, what work means to you. Because a lot of times there are easier ways to make money. You don't have to kill yourself doing it. Okay. Uh, again, if we can help you in any way, give us a call. Like I said, we've got some remarkable therapists on board. If it's an emotional, you know, mental thing, if you're, you know, not sure what direction to head, you know, with your work, or if you're experiencing physical symptoms, you know, as a result of that chronic work stress, give us a call, 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. You can also request an appointment online. It's thecifhw.com. Again, thecifhw.com. You can request an appointment online. But regardless of whether, you know, you choose to work with us or not, I'm definitely going to encourage you to work with somebody that uh, can help you if you're experiencing any of these signs or symptoms of job burnout because you know you want to get to a point where you can still turn it around rather than waiting until it's too late you know job burnout is like a chronic condition like neuropathy if you continue to not treat it you know uh, correctly it's progressively going to get worse same thing with job burnout so work with somebody who's got experience in these areas. If we can help you, great. We consider it an honor and a privilege. 630-980-1400. If you, you know, would like a referral to someone outside the practice, we're always happy to do that as well. Just let us know. I want to thank you for tuning in to Mind Over Matters. I want to thank you for your ongoing support uh, over the course of the show. I couldn't do what I do without your support. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, if there's a way that we can help you stay healthy at work, let us know. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you next week. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon.